This is professional radio, gentlemen. And it's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your sand there. Okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Welcome to Car Talk. It is 7pm here on on the Tuesday show, 98.9 Northwest FM. Community radio here for the Northwest region. Online with... Edward Bunting and Mr. Alam Singh, all the way from Canberra. How are we, gents? Good evening, Matthew. Good evening, Alam. Good evening, Ed. I am doing pretty well. Just you chilling sound, in. You, you sound hungover, Alam. I'm not hungover. I was hungover on Sunday. Yeah, I know you're quite hungover. But I, I managed to recover and then got myself. If I had to drive back on Sunday, there, all bets would have been off. What all was bets. the... Um, Alan, what was the occasion on Sunday? Why were you so inebriated? It was a team building exercise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> team building. Uh, no, it was it was a it was a Bucks night. Oh, okay. But, uh, I was sure to have uh, had drunk, you know, my fair share to ensure generally, they had a good time. Generally, in team building exercises, there's like the, the trust exercise where you fall backwards, everyone catches you. You have to build like a frigging tower out of paper. On straws and stuff, and demonstrate leadership, and it's all very depressing. We demonstrated leadership, I think, <laughs> uh, by, yeah. by bull- bullying the crap out of Tyrone. <laughs> Tyrone, um, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Well, so <clears throat> I mean, this is this is now uh, you know. This is not the talk, Tyrone. But... This is not the Tyrone that I know. This is another Tyrone. No, this is, Guys, the Tyrone. This is, this is the Tyrone. So basically. Tyrone, in in many aspects of life, talks a big game. You know, he's a truck driver and he's a big rough, you know, he's a man's man, you know, that kind of thing. And so we, the, the, one of the first events we ended up doing was clay target shooting. And, you know, Tyrone's regaling us with these stories of how, you know, he was going out hunting bush animals and this and that and him and his friend. And, you know, letting us know that he's a real, you know, man. He's shot a few guns. He's got this in the bag. He then proceeded to miss every single shot. <laughs> Every, I think at the end he got one. He, he got um, one out of twenty. Out of twenty-five, he got one. So um, you, were there, you were there, Matthew. Oh, I was there. Yeah, I. I mean, I was not much better, but I was better. And then the the instructor proceeds to tell Tyrone that you you were the worst shot I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, just gave it to his absolutely gave it to his wife, uh, which was. I love this. I love this. Which which, which is quite funny because he talked a big game. And then I quote, he says to, he says to Julian, uh, let me get this quote up for you guys. You will, you will laugh. Hmm. I find it easier to shoot moving things, Tyrone said on the 10th of the 4th, 21, which clay targets are moving. Oh, uh, they're, they're moving things, yeah. That is true. They are moving things, yes. So, so as you can see, I mean, he's not here to defend himself, Tyrone. Where are you? Where are you, mate? He never now, is freaking I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't Tyrone's Bucks party. No, it wasn't. Okay, okay, someone else's. I thought, geez, it's uh, something I hadn't heard about Tyrone getting married. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that that, that, that was, a, it was actually a fun day. And then after we, we did an escape room, uh, which which was fun. Managed to get out the, the quickest because you know I'm I'm a good, I'm a bit of an escape artist. Hi, smart guy. Oh, yeah, escape yeah. artist. Yes, yes. Um, a regular. They had, they had the easiest room. Oh, and our <laughs> lock was broken. 
well, uh, at least we got out with with plenty of time to spare, Mister. Yes. Good. And I decided by all. So, but yes. it was funny though because we had to kind of say it was a team building exercise because if you would have said it was a, a bucks evening, uh, the 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 bus we hired would have charged how much more? I think another hundred and something dollars. Mm. So it was a team but, building exercise. But again, nobody was nobody was drunk on the bus at that point anyway, so it made no sense to be paying bucks sort of money. It's a, it is it was what it was. It was a lovely night. Uh, we had some fun. We did have fun. You know, we, we got taken in a Toyota Coaster van. That was fun. So, I, again, bringing some, some car-related, van-related, bus-related things to the show. Coasters uh, used to run the 2H diesel, the straight 6.4 litre. They did. Yeah. Trucking. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's still running that. Yeah, probably. I don't it's know. A, it's a diesel on turbo so. <laughs> but, uh, but it is car talk, not Bucks Night talk. And we are here to talk all things cars. And we'll, we'll be getting to the quiz a bit later on. But Mr. Bunting, we'll get with you because you've got a lot of car updates, which because we haven't seen you in a while. Oh, I know it's been a couple off, of weeks. You're off gallivanting with your new best friends, and oh my god, Maddie's <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's got like yeah, he's got all jealous because you know I've been doing things with my new car friend. <laughs> <laughs> so last Tuesday I wasn't here because I was on the road to Wodonga to pick up a BMW E36 M3 that my friend has purchased. And I said I would uh, pop along as well. So went up there after work and uh, yeah, up and back in a night, which is quite a bit of driving. And uh, what car do you think I took up there, Matthew? The diesel. That's right, I took the diesel. The little, uh, the little baby 190D is so comfortable on the highway and so very, frugal in these times of costly fuel is, that, um, uh, that I, uh, yeah, I loved my, uh, my trip up there and back. It was great. Um, picked up the M3. This M3, it's the hero color. It's esteril blue with the dove gray leather. It's a six speed manual 3.2. It's got a Eisenman exhaust on it currently, which is incredibly loud when it's, when you're on the gas, but when you're cruising, it's really subtle and very you can have a conversation in the car quite happily but yeah it's it really impressed me that exhaust i thought wow it's it's so nice when you're cruising and so animal when you're when you're on the on the on the accelerator it's great so you told me earlier today it's not roadworthy with that exhaust but if it's if an exhaust can you can have an aftermarket exhaust on a car oh you can it's there's two versions of that apparently there's a race version and there's a street version and this is the race version so it's really meant to be used on on a track so, so that that exhaust is going to have to be changed for a um for a roadworthy, and um yeah you know probably put onto another car or sold to someone who wants it or blah blah blah. So that that was an interesting trip and an interesting car. Has that got the Vader seats as well in the front? I don't know what they are specifically, but they're sort of pretty huggy looking seats. Yeah, they're. I'll show you a picture of of Vader seats. It's the standard seats that they all came with, whatever that is. Why do they call it Vader? Because it looks like Darth Vader. Don't know. Is it those ones? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're the Vaders. Yeah, it's got them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an interesting piece of machinery that um, I hadn't driven one of those in a long time. But maybe not ever, actually. And you said it goes hard. Oh, it goes hard. Absolutely. I think there's like five and a half seconds to 100 or something, but it just screams. It's really, really engaging to drive. No question about that. And with that exhaust, even more engaging to drive. 
So that was a bit of fun. What else have I been doing? I've been going through a very big Honda phase at the moment, not because I'm suddenly reborn as a Honda diehard. I mean, I always <laughs> liked them. Uh, it just was a matter of circumstance. I was made aware of a little EG Civic, uh, which is the roundy shape, early 90s in a manual. So I grabbed that. That's a lovely little one owner car. And I'm currently driving around in that a bit um, while I do a few cosmetic little tidy ups on it. You know, I'll paint the hubcaps and just, you know, make it present a bit better. Um, so that'll be for sale down the track, but for the moment I'm, I'm driving it. While I, <laughs> the day I bought the EG, funny so I go home, I was a bit tired. I was having a rest at the end. This was on, uh, I think it was Good Friday. So I was having a rest at the end of the day on my bed, looking through what other Civics are online to see, uh, you know, what are the prices of these things, you know, like, see what my competition is. Anyway, and then I came across a beautiful little ED that was uh, the shape before, the real wedgie late 80s shape Civic. And I thought, gee, that's good value. So I rang the guy and he goes, oh, you're onto it. It's only been online for 20 minutes. And I thought, it's right near my house, looks really good. So I went and bought that as well. So then I had two Civics. Just to stick with the Honda theme, last Saturday I went down to the peninsula uh, down, the, um, down Geelong Way to go to a couple of vintage markets with my friends. And yeah, there was an Integra that had gone around the club that someone wanted to sell. And I said, well, while we're down here, we'll have a look at the Integra. Well, that turned out to be quite good as well. So I bought that as well. So, so it's Honda, Honda, Honda at the moment in my house. But I'm enjoying them. They're so, one thing that they've all got in common is they're very glassy. So when you sit in them, you've got this amazing visibility and the Integra particularly has this huge deep windscreen. It's so, even though it's a very low car, you've got this amazing sort of visibility from it. I really like that, of that, that era of cars and Hondas in particular. Yeah, I mean, we won't, we won't use that anymore due to all safety features and stuff, but like, it's nice going in like an older car. It's, it's that greenhouse effect. Where it, it yeah, just, you can really see. Um, vision's great. Vision's you better. Die in, you'll die in an accident, but you can see what's coming. You know, yeah. it's, it's great for that. Other car updates, the Tarago's getting its alloy wheels. Ooh, they're nice and polished and redone. It's getting them on Friday morning before work. The 380 SEL is getting a couple of things done for roadie, like front bushes and oh, what was it? The dash lights weren't working. It needs an ABS sensor. Just little, little bits and bobs to it. So that's happening this week. Renault 16 White is going to be on the road soon on club plates. My brother's going to use that. So, you know, there's been, there's been a bit going on car-wise. Now, the, uh, the main one, the car, uh, got picked up, didn't it? Which car? The 16. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> See, there's so there's got so much shit going on, I forgot about that one. <laughs> so... The all-important uh, one of two in the country, French-built Renault 16 that was brought out for evaluation by Renault Australia in 1968. That car has gone to the welder to have some, a couple of floor pans done in the back that were rotted out and a little bit of work to the right front sill. So, yeah, that, that should be back within a couple of weeks, he says. Famous last words, but hey, you know, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll run with it. Just like my, uh, my wood trim for my 260. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So, a year later. I don't mind if he takes a little bit longer, but because um, I've kind of rapidly run out of space. But <laughs> as you can imagine, uh, but yeah, that's exciting. So once that's back from the welder, I've decided with that car because it needs, it's got not quite the right engine in it currently, and I've got the right engine, but it needs to be sort of refreshed. So I'm thinking the best plan of attack is to get the body solid, get the car back, 
have the engine rebuilt, put the engine in it, give it a really good shakedown and make sure I'm happy with everything mechanically. And then and only then will I send it in to be prepped in the body and painted. Um, because I just don't want, I don't want mechanical nickels after I've got a freshly painted car. I sort of want the underneath to be Mickey Mouse. Yeah, perfect. So that's the plan with that. But yeah, it's, it's underway, which is very exciting. So getting back to that E36 M3, I mean, you've got the, you've got the one, right? You've got the, it's a six speed, it's the three, two. It's the right color. speed. It's the right color combo. Yep. Yep. It's a coupe too, yeah? Yeah. Coupe with a sunroof. Um, that works. That works. It, um, yeah, I, I, it's done 283,000 K, which is, original, is a numbers matching motor, like original motor. Yeah, or? I believe it is. Yep. Which is, you know, quite a lot for one of those. I mean, I've seen some with over 300 on them, but, um, by and large from my, my friend who, who bought it, who knows way more about E36s than I do. He said that that, um, engine is, is actually really strong and a very, very good motor. And the way it drove, the power, the oil pressure, the smoothness of the idle, um, for 283K, it was Mickey Mouse. So I really was impressed with with how it went at, at that mileage. So it's obviously, the story was with that car, the not the owner the owner that he bought it off um, has had it about five years. But before that, it was a lady in Macedon who used it to commute to like Bayside, Melbourne every day. So it was, oh, yeah. it was a lot of highway cars apparently. Who knows if that's bullshit or not. But yeah, apparently that's, that's the previous owner that he bought it off. And I'd sort of believe it because of the, how fresh it feels. Mm. Does, it, yeah. does it still feel very tight? Yeah, tight, absolutely tight. The, it's got Bilstein shocks in it and springs. And so it's very tight on the road. The gearbox is tight. The clutch feels great. Really to, to drive, it was, I, I, would, I couldn't fault it to drive. It's really just, there's a couple of cosmetics we want to do like little, Oh, there's a little scuff on the bumper bar. It needs a windscreen in it. Um, it's been fitted with HID headlamps that aren't roadworthy. They need to come out and go back to standard. You know, there's a few, few things like that 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 needs go, going through it. The front seats need a little bit of love, but really, it's a very honest Aussie delivered car. It's got books and everything, so I think that I think that down the track, someone would love that. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a very genuine car, despite the case. I think anyone that drove it, if you came and drove it tonight. You would go, well, that drives like it's done 10,000. You know, it's beautiful. Aircon work? Oh, yeah. Interesting car. Does the aircon work? Does the aircon work? It does, as does the trip computer and all interior functions. Even the uh, illuminated gear knob? It's got the wrong gear knob on it. It's got an E46 gear knob on it, so it needs to have an original one put back on. Yes. So that's on the list of to do's, you know, one little tidy up list. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, Car stuff coming and going, and yeah, I like it. I think I think that I think that sounds like a sounds like a, a good buy. Yeah, I think so. Alan, yes, sir. As I mentioned, I did forget to put the double lights on the DSTI, so I'm still rocking the same slimline black ones. What are you changing on that, Alan? Are you? Uh, I I I ordered um, JDM style plates. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for cool. the car. Yeah, and uh, I just keep kind of forgetting to put them on whenever I go back to Melbourne. And again, I promised myself that I would do it this time because I was here for a week. And is lo it, and behold, is it the same number? Yes, same number. Same number, just JDM style. Yeah. Yeah. That, that way, I've got basically that's two sets of plates with the car, which is not yeah. a bad thing at all. It uh, it made made the journey nicely this time. I actually had to fill up right before I left, and then filled up again, kind of on the journey. 
a full 8.7 liters per 100k is, is roughly what it gets. That's amazing. Um, good. Yeah. For some reason, the cars, the, the trip computer itself doesn't agree with that value. The trip computer feels it's getting worse economy than it is, but yeah, that's what I've measured it to doing actual fill ups in Ks. And I'm very happy with that. I think if the aircon was on, it'd probably be a little bit worse, but still, like, that's nice and easy for what they promised as an STI. Uh, so it can be a road trip car, which is the most important thing. And at this point, most of my Ks are actually been road tripping kind of camera Ks. I think it's got about 5,200 Ks on it. And I'd say over 3,000 of them are actually just, yeah, Hume freeway trip uh, Ks. Has that, um, do they recommend a first service like at 1,000 or 1,500 on that? No, I just did the peace of mind one. And then now I'm going to get it serviced here probably in the next couple of days by Subaru and Canberra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully they'll treat me better than Subaru, Melbourne, but oh. we won't get into that. Been given some more looking at uh, MX-5s. You know, they're still on the horizon. I still need to collect some mm-hmm. funds before I do that. And uh, again, I'll have to take you, Ed. You are the MX-5 oh, expert. No. Yeah, I'm no expert, but I, I know a little bit. Pish posh. Um, you own like 100 of them. <laughs> I've owned how many MX5s I've owned? Two. I've owned two, but I've helped my friend buy a third, another friend buy a fourth, and that one recently where my my mate bought a red one. That's a really yeah. and that had done three hundred thousand. That's a and that's a beautiful cracking car, tight as a drum, and yeah. So I, I've you know I've been a, I've I've been in touch with a few, I, even though I haven't owned that many. Alan gave me a drive of the STI when he was here. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it's a it's a quick car. I, I was really surprised. I thought it would be <clears throat> a bit more peaky, but it's actually quite talky. I, it surprised me how talky it was. It, it felt a lot like my my Foz. I mean, being two and a half litres, there was, you know, it has got torque gallo because I've driven uh, like a two litre WRX, like like your old one, Alan. I drove, I drove that a few times and it, it, it really had nothing down low at all until until he got on the boost. But but that thing felt real nice. It felt even when the turbo came on, it like I gave it a launch. And it really it, it rips like it, it go it goes really really it's actually deceivingly quick it, it doesn't feel as you're doing the speed that you are. Um, getting onto a freeway, there was a old NSX behind me, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll show this NSX of who's boss, and gave it a hit on the freeway, and it yeah, it goes well. Really, really like that. What, what size motor is that car? Two point five liter. Two point five still, so it's not they they haven't gone massive in the engine. No, like it felt. Uh, and- down low, it felt like my my Forester, like you're just you know easy to drive, not not mm. peaky, not anything. It was actually really lovely to drive. I was really impressed. Good. I think uh, in the future they're actually going to downsize the engine a little bit, go 2.4, but make it the the FA engine. Mm. So, um, with yeah, with with those little updates, it'll uh, it'll be able to push some more power. But I'm happy with my lovely unequal length headers going. Brr, brr, brr. <laughs> I love the noise of the box out. I've always liked the Subi sound. They they do make a great noise and and you're you're even as you know stock exhaust and stuff it still sounds good you can still get that rumble and uh, you know down the track you can put an exhaust on if you really want to but um yeah I I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought this is this is a cracking bit of kit and and as I was saying to you like it's probably one of the few new cars I st- I actually would buy if I had yeah. to buy one because it's still got that rally heritage it's it's still feels a bit raw and raw to the suspension suspension is quite firm. But in terms of how it drives and how it makes you feel, like, you know, it puts a smile on your face every time you drive it. There's not many cars that, that you could buy new today that, that, that give you that kind of satisfaction. And that's one of them. So I, I, was, I was really, really impressed. I remember um, Matthew in 1990 
uh, friends of ours bought the very first gen Subaru Liberty that ever came here. It was the GX, you know, they all had the same motor back then, it's 2.2 boxer mm -hmm. engine. I remember being at the front of my house and uh, they brought the new car around or something. And then as they drove off, my dad turned to me and goes, geez, it sounds a bit sick. Like he, he just wasn't <laughs> used to hearing a boxer motor. And uh, he thought there was something wrong with it, like it was missing or something. <laughs> I'm like, no, and I had to explain, no, dad, it's a, it's a boxer engine. That's, that's how they are. That's how they sound. <laughs> like the old beetle and he's like, mm, whatever. Mm. <laughs> Didn't get it. Uh, hey, did uh, I give you the, the update with my mate with the GTI? No, you haven't. So this is a this is the where did, ongoing saga. Where did, we, where did we get to on on that? We got to the you got a back, got a water pump leak, or hose leak, whatever it was, and yep. then took it back, and that that was where we got to. Okay, so yeah, got it back after putting a second hand motor in it, but. The second-hand motor, you know, it's, it's you know, how much is the second-hand motor? The question comes back, oh, it's $3,600. Well, that's to buy the actual motor. But then you've kind of got a few ancillary things that have to happen, like the aircon's got to be degassed and the timing chain tensioners have got to be redone as a precaution. And so suddenly your $3,600 motor with a bit of labour chucked on top and a few extra aircon bit, bush bits, you know, blah, 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 engine mounts, whatever, suddenly turns into $7,800. So that was the final bill. Gets it back, has it for a week, coolant leak, takes it back in. They say, no worries, fix that, no cost, whatever it was, a small hose or something. Gets it back after that, has it for another week, starts running rough, uh, warning lights on on the dash, and he's like, right, that's it, I'm cooked, I'm done. It's a bit of a shame that it took took all of that to say I'm done rather than start. Okay. Anyway, so takes it back, it needs four new coil packs, so they put four new coil packs in it. And then it was running fine after that, but he's like, that's it, I'm not. I can't rely on it. Like, I'm just, I'm sort of done with it. So he puts it online the night before Good Friday. So that Thursday night. Puts it online. I helped him. He had already had some photos, put it on car sales. Sold it within 12 hours. Next morning, some guy comes, yep, want it, buy. Off it goes. So he rings me that other and goes, uh, yeah, golf's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean gone? He goes, oh, no, I sold it. It's gone. I'm like, whoa, that was quick. So then he's got no car. And he goes, but we're going to go car shopping on that Saturday anyway, on Easter Saturday. So this is quite interesting in itself, actually. So first stop was Volkswagen because he's a bit of a diehard and he loves the, the GTI, you know. he just Doesn't, wants... doesn't he realise the pain and suffering? He yeah, doesn't... no, he just wants... I said, look, if... I said, up until the last couple of years, that car was very good, you know, and you had really had no major issues with it. So if you get one and you keep it under warranty, if that's what you want, well, hey, that's what you want. I'm, I wouldn't buy it, but if that's what you like, go for it. So we went to Volkswagen dealer. The new Golf 8 is about to come out, which in like a month or two, they're getting their first Golf 8, which is not a, it's not a midlife tweak. That's a, it's an all new new. Um, but the GTI version of that, you can't get one till October. And he's like, well, pff, mate, I need a car. Like I can't wait till October. You'd, if it was a matter of waiting a month or two, he said, look, I would have ordered one and done it. Um, and you just finance it, whatever. But eight, yeah, October, not an option. So then he goes, let's just go to Mazda, Ed. Let's just go, let's go look at the Mazda um, Mazda 3. And I'm like, yep, no drama, which is a lot more, you know, plain Jane than a GTI. But he's like, well, it's, you know, it's cheaper and whatever, whatever. So I had no idea, but a Mazda 3 sedan and hatch starts now at $30,000. Like, they're it's not 1990 Neos anymore. They're not 24 grand. They're not, I thought, honestly, they were 24, 25 start. They are 30 grand. And I'm like, Wow, and we, we you're sort of getting up there for a Pulf Pack Mazda three. Mm -hmm. So we get in this hatchback, the brand new hatch has just been launched. We drive that, 
uh, in, a, in an auto. And I said, you know what? I really don't like this car. He's like, oh, why, why is that? It drives smooth, you know, it feels quite comfy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm not whinging about that. The windows are so small on that car, talking about those Hondas being very glassy before. Yeah. The new Mazda 3 hatch particularly has such narrow windows um, that I really dislike the lack of vision out of it. The pillars are so fat. Uh, the dashboard is very high and very black and right in your face, as are the door trims. Um, but the other thing was, it's got, it had a black roof liner and a completely black interior. So it feels like this funeral parlor inside. <laughs> and I said, I said to the sales guy, can you get these with a light gray or a light roof liner? And he's like, nah, all the hatches are black. And I was like, wow, it's quite a big car now. You know, it's, it's grown widthwise and lengthwise and all that. Yeah. Um, but even the boot wasn't that big. It's it's all become about the styling on that car and not about the, the form, in, you know, the function of it inside. Um, so I was quite disappointed with that. However, looked at the sedan, much better looking car, and they can come with a, a light roof liner. So I was like, well, look, if you're going to do it, I'd be going a sedan, which yeah. is probably the size of an old Mazda 626, really. It's funny, though, because... <sighs> My mum's old Mazda 3 had that same issue with vision. It wasn't as bad as a new one, but I know that like the the rear um the rear the, blind the rear three quarter so bad. Probably one yeah. of the worst one of the worst I've used. Big fat blind spot. Yeah, it's massive. And, and like uh, you know, it, it, I mean the car looks a good looking car. Like that that BL series and BKs were were, were great. They were but, they weren't too bad, but this they've just taken it to that next level of. Um, claustrophobia, I would call it. I, if you get a chance, have a sit in one and tell me if I'm wrong. But yeah, I, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, I went in the last gen and I was I was a bit disappointed as well. But the the current one for me, it doesn't. It's it looks a bit how you're going. And then also, I don't like the badging on it. I think the badging is really cheap. If, if you look at yeah. like the, the new um the new logo and uh, sorry, and the new font that they're using. I just me, me being a graphic designer background, it, it looks it looks like yeah. art. So. I think it could have been done better, that car. So we we kind of went, all right, Mazda. As We're about to go to Hyundai because I said, look, the i30 hatch is, I think, a better-looking car. I think the tech's better, the interior's nicer, and that's kind of what I really thought he would end up buying because they've got turbo, nice turbo engines, um, big screen, you know, touchscreen stuff, and I just thought, I thought, yeah, I reckon he'll sit in an i30 and go, oh, this is kind of like my old Golf but in a four-door, and he'll probably quite like it. Anyway, we didn't get that far because the same dealer that was selling the Mazdas has a Suzuki franchise. He goes, oh, what about Suzuki? And I said, well, hey, I love Suzuki. You know me, I'm, I'm a big advocate for their product. Um, but I said, I don't know that you'll like it. He goes, oh, we'll have a look. I go, yep, absolutely, okay, we'll have a look. So I walk in, I said to the guy, uh, what have you got in a Suzuki Swift Sport? Which is, you know, my favorite Suzuki Swift. Mm -hmm. um, and he goes, I've got a blue one inside, I've got a white one outside, that's it. Brand new cars in an auto, that's it. Uh, I said, when are you getting any more? Four months. So it's like stock out there is tight, McTight. You know, everyone says it's tight, but yeah, it really is. So uh, we went for a drive in the white one, and I didn't say anything. I thought, I'm just going to sit here as a passenger and, and just see what he says. So it was funny. We pulled out onto Burwood Highway, and we're driving up for about 15 seconds. He goes, hmm, this goes pretty well, Ed. And I'm like, yep, they do. And then we kept going for a bit longer. He goes, this is actually pretty fun. And I'm like, yeah, they are. He goes, yeah, corners quite well. And I'm like, yep. And this is, this is coming from a, a chipped GTI driver. Yeah. He, um, he came away from that. He goes, I rate this. He goes, I reckon I'd buy this. And I'm like, well, 
let's go talk to the man. So, he, <laughs> so uh, he ended up buying it. He picked it up. It was in stock, obviously. He bought that very car that he drove and um, he picked it up a few days later and uh, really liked it. So I was, I was over the moon. I'm just like, finally, the GTI driver has seen the light. Swift Sport. <laughs> I, told him, I told him about three years ago to buy a bloody Swift Sport. Anyway, so that was that was a good news story. Yeah, well, it's, it's, they're, they're a great car, the Swift Sports. I, I, really, I really like them. And I even said to him, you know, I said, forget your guaranteed buybacks and all that bullshit. I said, you got the Ed, the Ed buyback. I said, if you want to sell that in a year or two and you go overseas or whatever you're doing, I said, you ring me. I said, I'll either make my mum drive it, my friends drive it. Someone will buy that car because um, they're just a cracking little motor. I love them. That's great. How much, how much are they going for these days? Well, there's no major deals out there. Um, yeah. Retail on those is 32, 33-ish, just 32 and a bit. Yeah. Um, is retail drive away on one of those, which look, uh, I, I helped a friend buy one probably 12 months ago, uh, the exact same car in an auto. And that was a demo model we got for high twos, like 27 ish. So that's the difference I think between, you know, that market and, and this market, you know, really it's when, when the guy's got no more coming for four months and he's got a blue one and a white one, like that's it, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there was no bust on it. Um, we got a few accessories and things, but yeah, five-year cap price servicing, five-year warranty, five-year roadside assist. Um, yeah, just like really, there's, there's there's not much not to like. Rear camera, rear beepers, radar, cruise control, um, keyless entry, Apple CarPlay. You know, like you, there's not much you don't don't have in that thing. Yeah, I mean that, that's it's a great car and. That'll that'll serve him very very well. Fun little package, yes. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're a great package. I was reading I was reading a a comparison recently on those against the um, Polo GTI and the Fiesta ST. Yeah. Um, while it wasn't as quick as the other two, they still really liked it, and they said it was still a cracking drive, and and they still they, yeah. they said it's got everything you need. You know what won that comparison out of interest? What do you think won the comparison? I think probably the Fiesta. Fiesta by a mile, yeah. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in terms of like fun driving experience and like as a, as a cracking hot hatch, it's the best one. Um, How much they out of interest? Same same price, 34? Oh, okay, yeah. not that far off. I mean, I remember after I, like you did say to me, oh, have you considered the Fiesta as T? And I said, oh, we didn't didn't even think of it really. Well, um, like like the mid the mid 30s now. Like Fiesta seems to be a bargain at 20 at the high in high 20s when they when yeah. the, the previous gen. But they're so sought after. Like you, you can't get one for for low 30s anymore. You're in 34, 30, 35. The group, you know, yeah. Okay, I'm just looking at a picture of a picture of one now. I can't picture what they look like even. The current oh, yeah, Fiesta the, the is a good looking car. I really I really really like them. It's not uh, bad, is it? And does it come in a two door and a four door? Just the four door. In our market, we only get the four door. In our yeah. market, we only get the four door. Uh, it does okay. come with a two door, but we don't get them here. The the previous one we only got as a as a two door, and there was a four door version overseas, but we only got the two door. So the first yeah. one around this time around, but um, still a cracking drive. Like I'm big fan of big 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 fan of the of the good looking little car. What size engine is it? Uh, it's a fifteen hundred uh, three cylinder turbo. Oh, three cylinder. Okay. Yeah. Three on the turbo. Um, driveway price with a couple of things. Uh, you're looking at 36-ish, 36 and a half. Um, and they're built in Britain? Uh, no, they're a Cologne build, I think, from memory. So Cologne. European build, yeah. 
Yes, they are those definitely. They are a cracking drive. I I said I drove the previous gen and I thought that was hilarious. I thought, I'm like this car is amazing. So I thought I thought that was I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I I dare say that would have been a contender. I still prefer the look of the Swift personally. I just I have a soft spot for that yeah. cute little Japanese face. But um, but yeah, it would have, it would have been on the list had I even thought of that car. I didn't even think of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's. It, it, it's in it's in that market of that that, that mini hot hatch um <clears throat> you know like you, you're getting uh, the good thing about the good thing about the the fiesta is you're getting all those other bits like like you said you're getting recaro seats as well you're getting you know you, you're getting a few other bits and bobs um and they yeah they're a cracking little car it actually came fourth it was a fourth or third in the uh, performance car of the year and it beat some high high competition it even beat the yaris gr so wow. that's a big acclaim for for a, for a little for, for a little fiesta what who makes that motor is it a ford motor or is ford it motor, yeah it's a ford motor yeah it's a ford e- e- eco um eco boost motor okay are they good like longevity wise from what i've heard oh, i'm looking it up now performance car of the year interesting to know what came ahead of it those first three spots yeah i'll tell you what came ahead of it so okay it came fourth they start at 32 490 as it says here on on motors side but again current pricing and, and, and availability they're about yeah. 36 but i reckon you could get one for that they got 147 kilowatts 290 newton meters of torque which i mean it, out of the out of the whole bunch it went against it was the it was the slowest car had the least power but in, yeah. in, terms, of, in terms of um how it drove it was freaking amazing it 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 um it it they're like you're never you're never in danger of the ST doing something unexpected, which goes a long way in, in building rapport as you explore on the winding roads, and its improvement on accessibility compared to its predecessor speaks volumes how, on how it dispatched the Porsche Cayman GTS four liter and the wow. Audi R8 V10 this year. Wow! Uh, so it it did it did very very well, which is uh, everyone said it bruised it bruised a lot of egos for yeah. such a such a tiny little car. What cars came first, second, and third? Which I mean, oh. it's, I really like them. I think I think they're a, I think they're a hilarious car. And what, what does Alan think? Do you like the Fiesta ST, Alan? The current model? Yeah. Both. I mean, I've always been like, to me, the Fiesta ST, even though it's not apples to apples, but it feels like I don't know, like would it be equivalent to kind of your your Polo GTI? Yeah. yeah. Whereas I'm like, well, why not get the Focus ST or the, you know, RS ideally, but you know, it's it's just, it's, yeah, it's just more expensive, but you get more car, I feel. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a big boy. Um, you know, I like fitting in cars that are a little more roomy. But like, because for example, like legitimately for my mum, uh, we've thought about she would like a, a newer hatchback as like her car. For her, I, I, I was actually thinking of a, um, Apollo GTI, but even a Fiesta ST as well, so that it's got you know the little the small size she can drive it around to the shops and whatever. And then when I'm home, I've got something fun to drive <laughs> rather than have to <laughs> deal with uh, the the crappy slow SX4. So mm-hmm. I I reckon I like if I was in the market again for that smaller kind of performance car, yeah, I'd say the the Fiesta ST is pretty good. Like I may I like I probably try and get a test drive of both cars. Um, the Polo and the um, Fiesta, just to see what I want. I think my mom's got something in her mind that she's like, "Oh, Volkswagen's a better car," uh, but I'm sure I'll be able to. No, they're it, so. not. No, they're not. Uh, what came first what? was the Mercedes AMG uh, GTR Pro that came yeah. first. Yeah. Um, which was 
like after years of trying Mercedes, finally beat Porsche. <laughs> um, so, I mean... Second? What was second? A second? Give me a second. I'm just trying to find that for you now. I think it was I think it was a 911 Turbo from memory. Yeah, 911 Turbo came second. And third, 911 Turbo S second. And third was the A45S AMG. And this came fourth, the Fiesta. And this came fourth. And then uh, wow. fifth place... Was the Suzuki anywhere in the rank? It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't in the competition this year because oh, okay. it's only for cars that have come out recently. And that oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's that's pretty ridiculous when you consider it that the AMG GTR Pro is MSRP at four hundred fifty-two thousand. <laughs> a nine eleven Turbo S is four hundred seventy-three thousand, um, and then you got the Fiesta. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. Cool. Uh, well, like you would say, like you said, Maddie, bruising a lot of egos. Definitely bruising a lot of egos. Put it this way: the uh, the competition was not not easy. So, for example, it had uh, there was the Yaris GR, the Audi RS6 Avant, BMW M550i, Cayman GTS 4 liter, A45 AMG, the Mustang Herod SM17, Audi R8 Performance, 911 Turbo, AMG GTR Pro. So, you know, it. I mean, considering it, it didn't win lap time it came last in lap times came last in like zero to 100s and stuff but at the end of the day it's not what that car's about it's a, how it makes you feel and how it drives and and they said they said down a down a back a back winding road it was right there with the, the GIRs couldn't shake it a lot of the other cars couldn't shake it and that says a lot for a little you know thirty four thousand dollar car you know what i mean like it's, it says, says a lot about a, a car like that and it makes me kind of warm if i if i wanted to buy a new car i can i'd seriously consider one Mm, one to watch on the second-hand market, I think, Matthew. Well, absolutely. I mean, considering this, the, the the previous-gen Fiesta STs, like, it's, it's still a cult classic. Like, everybody loved that car. The pricing on them still... They've actually gone back. They've crept up in value, which is... Which is yeah, as has everything. Uh, as is everything. So it, it's one to watch. Definitely, if I had to buy another car that I actually wanted to buy, and I, and I, I think, you know, definitely this would probably be the next car that I, I actually would spend my money on, and, and I'd buy one of those. That's just a fun yeah. Hey, what, uh, what's it? Do we need, need to talk about a topic and then do the quiz? Yeah, well, so again, this is like what I was wanted to talk about. Again, like just revisiting it for 2021. New cars that we actually would buy. And as I was, I was just saying to, to uh, you guys earlier uh, with Alum's STI, you know, even though it's an older spec car now, I would still buy that because it's still got your mod cons like your Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. It's still got all, you know, your dual zone climate, all that you really need. You've got great, great functions and just the way it drives and that noise. Yeah, like it's it's a car that I if I had to buy a new if I had to fork out some money for a new car and and I had a government incentive uh, or if I get a Havel sponsorship, uh, I will happily <laughs> uh, I'd happily I'd happily definitely go for. It. I think I think it's pronounced Havel, not Havel. Havel, Havel. I think it's pronounced Havel. Yeah, that's probably Tyrone's doing. Yeah, <laughs> David Tyrone, first year. Yeah, pronounce car names wrong, then he can't shoot anything for shit, and then now you're not even here to defend yourself. <laughs> anyway, Havel, please, uh, please send us a car. We'll be more than happy to review it, give it, you know, a fair shakedown. I'm sure it'd be a great car. A car that I would drive. It's probably gonna. You, you guys are probably gonna fall off your seats when I tell you what car this is. I would love a BMW M2. In a I manual, would. In a manual. Yeah, like uh, in that um, in that beautiful blue. What, what's that blue called? Ed? You know that color. Oh, it's um, Long Beach blue. Long Beach blue. I'd have, I'd have one that in a manual, mm. black leather interior. I would happily own that car and love that car 
It's the right size. It's basically an E36 M3 size. You know, it's it's the modern E36 M3 for me. That's right. Yes, and I always said that about the two series because everything everything grows over the years, obviously. So the the three series had grown quite a bit, you know, from um, from the E30 and then into the E36 and then to the E46 and then to the E92, and you know, it had gone it had gone bigger and fatter like every model does. But the two series came in underneath, sort of where the three used to be. So, and I always said, people like Ed, if you if you could buy one BMW, you know, if you could drive one BMW, what would it be? And I said, two series coupe. That's that's the car I like the look of and the size of best out of the range. And the M2 is just the ultimate one of those. Are they not doing the M2 anymore, or it's not on the BMW website? I don't think it's discontinued. I don't think you can still buy one. They've, they've updated it recently. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like the M2. It does, does have the does it have the rat teeth now. It might be uh, under the M section, not the two series section. If you're looking at that, um, uh, yeah, I'm on the M section right now. We were starting at the M3 for some reason. Hmm. All right, fine. You won. I'll get an M5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I seriously, I seriously love a BMW M2. I just, I just, just think, I think they're they're a cracking car. And I was watching Chris mm-hmm. Harris today in some old Top Gear episodes of when he he was driving one and um he's like it's brilliant like it's actually brilliant it's you know yes it's not as quick as a you know rs3 and yes it's not as you know refined as that but he's like as a driver's car and i mean i, I mean i can say, I say this for for me but i'm sure i say this for a lot of a lot of us that we'd actually like to drive our cars and and, and it's got a bit of personality definitely uh, an m2 I'd I'd love one. I'd, I'd even love an old like an old like one of the early ones um, with the with the least power because you can you can always chip them and and, and do and do things to them. But yeah, I I really like them. And it's um and they've got a really good engine like and and I like torque. While 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 I like you know like high revving motors, I it's nice to have a torquey engine. And I guess it's kind of why I, I've always liked the Typhoon because it's got that similar similar aspect. It's got you know power from fifteen hundred RPM all the way to redline essentially, which is what the M2 has. Like it's just got that. That's where it gets its mass max torque and it just takes it all the way up. And when Chris Harris was saying like that's that just makes cars so much easier to drive. You know, I, I can I can relate to that. I, I really like a, a straight six, a turbocharged engine, manual gearbox. And for me, that, that car personifies that in spades and I would absolutely love one. Do it, Matt. Do it. Yeah, maybe one day. I, I've, uh, I've genuinely considered that as a, um, we'll call it working professional car. Um, like that's the, if I was to pull a loan out under my own name um, as a graduated man, it was one of the cars I considered in the in the in the listings. You have to give be, the yeah, I'll give the SVI. Uh, that that's not going anywhere at this point. Um, I'll refuse to give away cars on charity. I'm totally not salty about letting my WX go. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it was, it was one of the cars I considered. Like the um the competition the competition if you want to call it that, um, is like relatively well placed for that like kind of. 110 grand kind of mark and then usually if there's some leeway with the dealers they've got something in stock you can probably get closer to that 100 point and that's it's still expensive obviously but i think in terms of these kind of we'll call it um wild european cars it's something where you can kind of you know put that money forward and have yourself one car that you you really really love whereas you know if you were to go for let's just get a little bit further along maybe like a cayman gt4 that becomes, you know, more and more difficult to kind of justify and uh, and finance. Caymans drive amazingly well, though. But 
again, it's just something about that straight six manual rear drive, you know, small proportion, just just the right size car mm. that just appeals to appeals to me and appeals to a lot of other people because I do see quite a few M2s. I mean, I see a lot more M3s and M4s, which I don't really like. I don't, I didn't like the last gen or, or the current. The, 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 the new one looks horrendous. But yeah, the, yeah, I can't get behind that. It's no matter what happens. But every time I see an M2, I'm like, yeah, that that guy, that guy or that girl gets it. Like I, I get exactly. It. Yeah, respect. Like, like, like they've bought a car where, of course, you've also bought a, a BMW, but it's it's the one that you're going to have a spiritual drive on, not the one that you're, um, you just got the expensive model because it looks good and then you're going to go pick up, you know, your, your grandfather, the country club and, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I mean, Ed, you, you were telling a story of, of you sold an M2 to an old lady one time. Yeah, she actually contacted me the other day, funnily enough, like some <laughs> sometimes old customers will come back into the dealership and, and they'll say, you know, you know, if someone I know, she was actually dealing with the guy that I, I still know there. And, um, and she said, Oh, I bought my car last couple of cars I bought off Ed and you know, what's he doing now? Where is he? And you know, so she wanted my number. So she actually just sent me a text to say hi, which was lovely. But, um, yeah, she was one of the more interesting M customers I'd have because she, she was driving a 125 coupe, which was a, a lovely little M Sport three litre straight six naturally aspirated coupe in the E82 shape. Um, and, you know, the natural progression, I said it before, I think in the podcast was a two series. So she came in to look at a two series and we drove a 228, which is the four cylinder turbo. But, you know, as well as that car goes, it probably goes quicker than her 125. It's probably better on fuel, all those things. But it just didn't quite do it for her, you know? And I said, well, this, you know, there is the M2. And so or it might've been, did they do an, M, an M240? Yeah, I think they did. And then the M2 is higher than that even. So we might've driven the, the M240 and the 228. Anyway, I started talking about the M2 and she's like, oh, okay, tell me a bit more about that. And so we, I said, well, I've got one, it was a demo, let's go for a drive. So I went for a drive, she said, oh, I like this, you know? And it just, just went from there. And um, yeah, she ended up buying it and it was lower. The funniest part was she lived down in Bayside, Melbourne, and she had an underground garage, and it was lower than um, her previous car. So rather than she said, "I need you to bring it to my house to see that it goes into the garage underneath," <laughs> and and I said, "No worries, so whatever." So I, I took it down to her house, and uh, it was it just scraped, you know, the front spoiler as you go down the concrete underneath the house, and. Um, Rather than saying, oh, that's too bad, I can't buy the car, she got the concrete grinders in to grind down the driveway to flatten it to, so, so she could get the M2 in. What about? I, I thought, now that... that that's that, dedication. That's, that's a granny that I have got ultimate respect for. So she... What about us? <laughs> so, yeah, she, uh, she's been driving it the last few years. I've, but I think the reason she was in recently was she is looking at changing it to something else, so... She may be out of the M2, but uh, she had her fun with it. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> See, well, since she's in for, in for the market now, convince her to get the uh, M2 CS. So it's got yeah. the extra 29 kilowatts. And, yeah. you know. Another step up. Exactly. Oh, that's uh, gold. Now, uh, is it quiz time? Do we need to do a quiz? Yeah, we can, we can get into the quiz. All right, let's get into it. Car quiz time. Ten questions. You know the rules, guys. Uh, whoever gets the most questions right wins. Uh, it's out of ten. Um, so let's get into it. Question one, gentlemen. What car am I? This supercar made between 1992 and 1994 was a very limited run vehicle with a large from a large company. 
in the UK. It held the record for the fastest Ed. production car, Ed. McLaren? Incorrect. It held the, the, the record for the fastest production car until 93, to which the McLaren one beat it, and had oh. the fastest time on the Nürburgring during its prototype phase as a production car. Originally designed to have a V12 and four-wheel drive. Alan. Alan. So, Ed, you, uh, I think you blew a little too early going with the McLaren. <laughs> I suspect the car we're talking about is a Jaguar, isn't it, Maddie? It is a Jag, yep. Which one? Mm. And, being, and, and being produced so few... Uh, in, yeah, I said being, being, being produced in such a short time frame and uh, the history of being beaten by McLaren upwards would be the XJ220. Thank you, Ed. Which I, I always thought, right, that car had a three-litre V6 from memory. Yep. And I always, I've mentioned this before, but my mum's Magna at the time had a three-litre V6. And I, I always thought, but hang on, they're the same size motor. Why isn't my mum's Magna way faster? <laughs> Uh, yes, originally, it was miss, it was, I think your mom's magnet was missing the, the twin turbos. At the oh, that'd do it, that'd do it, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and yeah, twin turbos and 350 or plus kilowatts, yeah. Uh, yeah. originally designed to have four wheel drive as well, it ended up being a V6 turbo and rear wheel drive. Question well, two How do the headlights on an XJ220 become visible? Oh, Alan. I know that I, I, I'm just going to say they went to the side or something. Incorrect. It, uh, Ed. Ed. Um, was it like a, a, a you know panel that covered it and the panel d it moved away and then they were there? Oh, I can't give you the, the, the panel, the, the covers in front, they go, they go down. So you can't. So then, the panel that goes away. Oh, that, right. Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> One all. Question three. What car am I? Available from 2017 to current. This four-door liftback sedan or shooting brake is the top model for this brand. Ed. Ed. Kia Stinger? Incorrect. Not available as a shooting brake. Oh, sorry. It features here in Australia as a four-cylinder turbocharged, uh, with a four-cylinder turbocharged engine, sending its power to all four wheels via a Haldex four-wheel drive system. Available here only as a petrol, it does come in other markets as a diesel and a manual, as well as front-wheel drive. Ooh. Its striking good looks and decent performance, make it, different, decent performance make it a very good buy. However, its price here is very high as we only get it in top spec. What car am I? Uh, Alan. Alan. Is it, uh, is it the Golf R? Incorrect. You're very close and got on VW. It's oh, no, it's a Golf. VW Arteon. That's one. Oh, the big, big, big one. The big the one. The big one that was like far too expensive that you start considering other cars before you, you know, yeah, really splash out the money. That's the one. That's Question four. Toyota Camrys have been on sale in so have been on, in production since when? Ed. Ed. This was a question you asked another, the other week. Camrys in production? In production. Mm -hmm. When? Yeah. You said like when was the first Camry or something and we yep. went through this. I think, um, I think, I think we first got them in 83, but I, I think it was probably late 82, early 83. 82, yeah, well, um, I, I, I must have put that one in twice. I, I apologize. Yeah, no. Which was You've the... Given it all, all, the, all the easy questions, giving them free free midpoints, all that, you know, just trying to keep them 
uh, on par with that. That was the Japanese Camry too, the, uh, the fully imported hatchback Camry. Correct, that's the one. Question five. True or false, the Holden Cruise was made alongside the Holden Commodore in the Elizabeth plant in Adelaide? Crickets. Ed. Uh, mm. Ed. False. False. Incorrect. It is true. They actually made Cruise? it. Yeah, they made I it. Don't like... Don't, don't I get a chance? Don't I get a chance to answer the question? They didn't make they didn't make cruises here. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. They oh. made the cruise here. Okay. They made the cruise here. Uh, they 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 started by importing them and then they actually made them here. Which ones were worse? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, are you disrespecting Australian ingenuity and engineering, sir? Because no. I agree with you. Uh-huh. They were, the Aussie ones were probably better than the rubbish yeah, ones. Yeah, they were slightly better. Have you heard the 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 uh, old age old adage? You can't polish a turd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even the Australian ones would have been crap. Don't buy cruise, ladies and gentlemen. That's a top tip. Next question. Question six: The Subaru XV is based off which Subaru model? Ed. Ed. Uh, Impreza. Impreza, correct. Question seven. In what year did the Daihatsu Charade end production? Ed. Ed. That's an interesting one because there's been quite a few different shapes of Charade. The final Charade, um, the production in the final world. Final Charade, it's later than you think because it was a weird little shape that no one really bought compared to the earlier Charades. I'm going to say... I'm going to That's say again. 2000 Milk and eight. Incorrect. Probably a lot later, actually. It's probably later. I, I don't know. I feel I didn't see charades after that point. Like, or like uh, from earlier on. Like they, they were went kind of missing. I'm going to say 2000. 2000 is correct. Yeah, 2000. Oh, yes. Alan! Woohoo! Well done, Alan. <laughs> Score nice. check, gentlemen. Score check. Edward three, Alan two. This is a tight one. This is a very tight one. Wait, I've only got two? Yes. I got more than two. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. You you got the XJ two twenty. Yes. Um and that was it. <laughs> and and the uh, the charade. <laughs> that, that is that is bull. I think I've gotten one of the questions in between there. I thought you got one more too, Alan, but Matthew's the boss. XJ220, you got right. Covers go down. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ed got right. Uh, yeah. The RTO, nobody got right. Camry, okay. Ed got right. Cruise, nobody got right. Imp- uh, XV, Impreza. All right, all right. Charade, you got right, Alan. You got right. Okay, there you go. Thank you, thank you. Pipe down. All right, so. Eight. The Pagani Zonda got its engine from what manufacturer? Alan. Alan. It was uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz slash AMG. Well, yeah. Mercedes-Benz. I'll take that. Wow. Yes. No, that was a very confident response there, Alan. I, all, all I recall is actually, it's funny enough, I don't actually recall it from the Zonda. I recall it from the Huayra, I think, for the launch of the Huayra. Uh, the boss from AMG was there as well at the launch. Being all like, they're using our engine, just so you know. I had no idea. Oh, you've got crickets for me on that. Question nine. The VW Golf got its name from what? Ooh. 
That's a damn good question. Callum. Callum. It's the sport they like to play. Hey, it was worth a shot. It, it, look, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the guess most people would have, would have went for. Let's be honest. I actually have no idea on that. I think I've read it years ago, but I can't, I can't remember that link. Let me guess. I probably should guess, shouldn't I? Have a guess. Have a crack because it's three all. Nothing to do with the sport. Nothing to do with the sport. Nothing to do with the sport. Nope. Well, what else has golf got to do with if it's not sport? Like the Gulf of Carpentaria? <laughs> like what? What else does golf mean if it's not the, to do with sport? The golf stream. The golf stream. Yeah, stream, yeah. Uh, it says here, Volkswagen's famous models are named after after wins. Golf refers to the Gulf Stream. Which brings me on to question 10. Wow. VW Jetta got its name from what? Alan. Alan. Well, since you said it was streams, it would be the Jet Stream, wouldn't it? It's Jet Stream. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? It's dead true. It's... Well, well done. Uh, um, you get, you Alan get wins. Guys. Alan wins. Woo! Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. So, Volkswagen's most famous models get the names after wins. The Golf refers to the Golf Stream. The Jetta refers to is German for Jet Stream. Uh, Passat means trade wind. Scirocco means is named after the Scirocco or Mediterranean wind. And the Polo references uh, references polar winds. And I always thought Golf and Polo were named after the sports. There you go. There That's you go. Is there one called a Volkswagen methane? <laughs> named after no, a kid. After a different <laughs> um, Alan, I'm well done. Well done, mate. Very thank nice you. work thank tonight, Alan. I like, I like to thank Jesus and Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> you put me to shame. Uh, well, it's you can you can go out and tell uh, your girlfriend. I know what your car was named after, mate. He's not a girlfriend anymore. He's a uh, Triple S, Suzuki Swift sport friend now, yes. and he's never going to look back. You better not look back because you tried, to, you tried to convert oh. him into a this, point and he said no. How's this for a weird thing, right? So when he told me, he said, the golf's gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? I've sold it. Okay, wow. Uh, that was quick. I said, um, did you get your e-tag out of it? And he's like, oh, shit. And then I said, what about your sunnies? He goes, oh, double shit. So he's like... <laughs> Because as a as a when I worked in a dealership, those are the two number one two things that people leave in cars are e tags and sunnies, and the third one is probably garage remote control. Um, anyway, so I said, well, where does this guy live? Who bought it? And he's like, oh, down like Mornington Way. And I'm like, okay. So I said, well, we're going down there Saturday night to another mate's to have dinner. So we'll just we'll call. I'll pick you up. We'll call past, get your things, and then we'll go there. So easy. It's on the way. So we're driving down. And I go, what's the address of this place? And he goes, oh, it's um, you know, it's actually it's actually like um, uh, this particular suburb on the peninsula. And I was like, okay. Uh, so what street though? He tells me the street. My friend has just moved into that same street. So out of the whole of the Mornington Peninsula, my friend lives in the same street where his golf now lives. So he's, I said, oh my god, he's still going to see it around. Small world, Edward. Small. It is a very small world. It's quite funny. What um, what color was this uh, Swiss Sport that your friend ended up playing? He got a white one. It's a pearl white. white one. No, yeah, Suzuki do a lovely pearl white. The SX4 is actually white. the same color. That that looks lovely. Um, it's it easy a, to keep clean. I thought it was a plain white, uh, but I looked closely. I said, no, this is actually metallic pearl. So yeah, yeah. it looks nice. Looks nice. 
Personally, I'd like a blue or red. I like a color. I like it in the yellow. I like the yellow, but it's very, very fluoro. It's it is actually, bright. I mean, it's a very safe color, no question, but it's its in your face, that yellow, whereas the red yeah. and the blue are just a bit more livable. But is that the problem? I, I, do, I do the orange over the yellow, personally, I feel, because that, like, it's still a, um, we'll call it a sellable color. <laughs> There's a limited edition orangey sort of color with a black roof, but I'm not a big fan of the black roof. Mm. But it's like, oh, yeah, the flame orange. Isn't that yeah. the point of a hot hatch though? Like it's supposed to be bald. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be. A, it needs to be a color. I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think does it, does the sport have any extra power? Yeah, mm-hmm. it does now. In the olden days, wasn't the sport just a looker? No, 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 no. It always had a bigger motor and more power. Did it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And oh, I looked. This, this generation's got a one point four liter booster jet turbo engine. Yeah, that's it. I compared right. The kilowatts per ton on the stock mm. Swift Sport that he's just bought, which I think it was 103. No, what was it? Oh, I think it's 103. 103 kilowatts per ton. So, because it weighs about a ton, it's 103 kilowatts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like five it kilowatts. 103 kilowatts per ton. And I compared that to his GTI on standard tune that he had, like the 10 year old GTI, and that was 112 kilowatts per ton. There wasn't much in it. You know, yeah. like, like you sort of look at A and B and go, the Suzuki's lighter by about 400 kilo. So, yeah, well, um, it's, it's a 1.4. Yeah. In terms of braking, throwing in corners and that kind of thing, the, the benefit of just naturally being a lighter car is yeah, unbeatable. Yep, exactly. I, I like it how it's got a standard automatic transmission. It doesn't have any DSG. No, it's no CVT. The, the second gen Swift Sport, so there was the, the very first gen from like 05, 06 onwards, uh, the second gen had a CVT in the auto in the Swift Sport, but this third gen has gone um, to a normal six-speed auto, which I like. Yeah. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Uh, way better. So way pedal, better. You got pedal shift. You got seventy yeah. touchscreen. Yeah. Reversing camera. All your all your adaptive cruise, digital climate, keyless start and entry, semi-bucket seats. Yep. It's a it's a great car. You're getting you're getting a lot for the money, and they start at thirty nine ninety. So that's yeah. pretty pretty good. I, I like it. Yep. I, um, as I said, you know, like in a year or two, if you want to get rid of it, ring me, he'll ring me first and uh, I'll find a home for that car. It's funny that that car's 80 kilos lighter than its predecessor. And it's got, it's got a really, it's got 230 newton meters of torque, which, which makes it, which we should make it real, you know, real quick. So, yeah. and I've read over, you know, like people chip them overseas and you can, you know, you can chip them up just like you can with anything else, I suppose. But I wouldn't. I'd just use it as is and enjoy it. How much? How much power do they have? They've got. I think it's one hundred and three. Okay, yeah. that's not bad. It's not good. setting the world on fire kilowatt wise, but when a car that weighs just under a ton, it's oh yeah, quite good for that. Absolutely, I, I think it's a good looking car too. Yeah, I like it. Swift means fast, as it says on the on their website. I'm trying to remember, yeah. But it's, yeah, I um. It's a it's a it's a really cute little looking little burger, isn't it? Like I, I don't mind it in the in the white, but they they come in obviously the champion yellow, black pearl, minimal grey, blue, blue, burning red, and flame orange with the black roof. I actually don't mind that Edward, Edward with the black roof. They had one in the showroom, and I mm. went, oh, it looks it's a bit too tony on there. It's not for me. If I was going to keep it forever, I'd probably get the flame orange yeah, with the black probably. roof because I think that'd be you know you might as well, but. I don't know if it was the, a car that I was going to hang on to for a few years and move along. I'd probably get the Speedy Blue or the um, the Pearl White. I like Speedy Blue, but I'll, I also like the Burning Red. They look they look hot in the red. 
Mm. I like it. And there's a grey as well. I know every Melbourneian buys grey, but there's a grey that that is quite classy <laughs> looking too. The charcoal. Yeah, mineral mineral grey they call it. Grey, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's not as as as. That's as, the that's the my as my dad says. I'll never buy a road colour car. Never buy what colour car? The road colour. Oh, the road colour. Yeah. 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 He's like, you'll get into an accident. I'm like, if you look at the statistics, black cars actually um, are usually more in accidents. Don't buy a black car. And in the grand scheme of things, just buy any colour you really want because yeah. you're uh, you're not you're not that saved even in a white car. If the person's coming up blind drunk, you know, mm. that's, uh, that's probably got a lot more to do with it than uh, the colour of your car. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I like it. I think you, I think you chose a better option than, than a Mazda three. And you're getting a sport. You're not getting a poverty pack Mazda three. I well, can't believe they, I can't believe they started at thirty grand. That's a that's yeah. A- it was basically the and that was the argument. He said, well. Compared the same price for price, like it's pretty much the same, whether you buy a Mazda 3 sedan or hatch in a, in a base order or, or this. And he said, um, he goes, this is way more fun. Like, like literally that that's what sold him on it. Just, it was, it was fun. It was punchy. It was littler. It was nimble. You know, he was just like, yeah, any day of the week, I'd take this over the Mazda 3. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, uh, for me, Mazda, I don't know, like they, they've gone off of me lately. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just, I haven't been, like, I, I was a staunch Mazda person for a long time. And now I'm just like, eh. You know, like, the, the new Mazda 3 doesn't do anything for me there. All their SUVs don't do anything for me. Hmm. Um, I, I know the CX-30 one was wheels car of the year, but, like, I was like, ugh, what's the point of that? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just find, I, I, I don't know where the, the, the design language is kind of going. I, I, yeah, I'm still kind of confused as to what they're... Yeah, I'm not 100% sold on that. Uh, I used to, as I said, I used to be a strong Mazda, Mazda fanboy, and uh, no longer, no longer. Not anymore, not anymore. Sending people away, sending people to Hyundai, which I didn't yes, know. exactly. Thought you'd never say that. No, definitely not. Like, if, if someone said to me 10 years ago, uh, Hyundai or Mazda, I'd be like, what, what are you even bringing the two up? In the- not even a question, not, not even a question. question. Today, though? That's a that's a big that's a big three sixty. Mm-hmm. That's Imagine it. Three sixty. That's it. And you look at you know we we're talking about this at work the other day. You look at you know what were the big car brands ten years ago even or even mobile phones. You know like Nokia in in the early days of mobile phones, Nokia owned the market. You know mm-hmm. like everyone had a Nokia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look where are Nokia now? Nowhere. No, so no. in in a relatively short space of time, you know the the dominant brands have changed, and it, it'll happen with cars. You know so I mean we're seeing it. Like Hyundai were relatively nowhere in sort of late eighties into the nineties, and then suddenly, bang! Now they're they're number one in a lot of segments. And yeah, you fast forward another ten years, and that'll change again. There'll be there'll be new players that come in. I mean, MG, you know, MG, a top 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 selling sub twenty five thousand dollar car. They're, they're, they're number one. You know, so it's like, whoa! Who would have thought that? Yeah, um, exactly right. British brand built by the Chinese. It's like wow. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I also think a part of that has got to do with the fact that. Hyundai and Kia are expecting more for their cars than they used to. Mm. Like like we were discussing, that you could get a nice i30 for 19. Now the base price is like 24. Mm. Yeah. And so, well, once again, they're much better cars than they used to be. So I think it's fair that they actually ask that kind of micro. But I think all cars are kind of done that kind of climb. Like you said, now a Mazda 3 is 30 grand. It's not a 30 grand car. Mm. No, not really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's I'm nice happy. moments for the the, the new players to come in and uh, maybe, you know, bring us something fresh and cheap. Yeah, I think it's, it's a very strategic decision from those those more established brands to 
yeah, become more profitable and, and go a bit more upmarket and try and get a bit more profit in the cars rather mm. than playing in that, you know, 17,990, segment that's just too hard to make any money in, I think. Yeah. Like once you've gone, because uh, I think the, the aim of the game for them was gaining that consumer confidence. And once they've done that, now they just, you know, you buy this this nice car, you know, upmarket. Now you don't think Hyundai's, you know, no one, no one's buying XLs. We're buying, you know, Tucson's and all that. Yeah, and they're same. starting at starting at thirty. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What so. What's funny is I remember, like for example, like lasers going going but going back twenty years now. Like you you started in in your in your teens, um, and your top laser was twenty eight thousand twenty nine thousand dollars. That was like the top sports sports yeah. SR two. That that was it. Mazda had the same thing with the with the three two three and the SP twenty. That, that that's where that's where they yeah. were. You know, it's just for me for them to start at thirty grand. Um, and like I, they said, I, I know Mazda's got this whole thing of like we want to we want to be a more premium brand. We want to try attract that, but that that's not what Mazda's bread and butter has been. Mazda's bread and butter has been making affordable, good cars. And I guess when they're seeing competition from other companies like you know Kia and and, and Hyundai beating them at their own game because mm. um, they're producing, in my eyes, better cars, it's a bit of a worry. Yeah, it's a changing game. That's for sure. Keeps that's- it interesting. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a new Mazda three. I just wouldn't do it. I'd buy an i. If someone said to me today, i thirty, Mazda three, Corolla, what else? What else we got in that segment? Kia Cerato, Kia Cerato, or or Ford Focus. I'd be like i (laughs) thirty. You know, all day Corolla. If you want to be, if you want to be plain, Mazda would would normally go to top of my list as being like the, the driver focus on, which I think it still is. But um, I think Hyundai have come leaps and bounds. I mean, Alan, we drove that. We drove. We drove the current gen I, um, i30, and we loved that. We thought that was amazing. That was just a poverty pack, you know, two liter. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty sweet. It still had, you know, features we needed, resin cameras and all that. But it was a great car. Great, great. Like again, A to B car. Mm. But then you start looking, and you start looking a little harder, and then you see a Suzuki Jimny is available, starting at twenty eight and a half. Plus on roads. Oh. Well, then they're not twenty eight and a half. Though. You can't get chimneys to. You, can, you can't. Yeah, you can't actually get them though. That's, the, all, that's the biggest. Issue. They're all like forty grand online because no one can get them. I mean, you can. Are, are dealers really allowed to do that? Like, should, they can do what they want. Know. Their recommended retail price is a recommended retail price. They can charge whatever the hell they want. Did you guys do that at BMW? Like, like, like for example, when, when the new M three would come out, like, oh well, it's recommended retail at one fifty. We're gonna charge two hundred. Like, no, 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 no. We were too desperate uh, for numbers to ever go above and beyond. But in the current market, when you cannot get stuff and you've got a popular model like a Jimny, um, you know that's why they're all online at 35, 36, 38, 40, You know, um, it's like we, we'll sell you one, but you know we've only got three, and we're, we're going to ask good money for it because there's there's supply and demand. Not unless you have yeah. to wait and pay the money recommended retail. But what's funny is. Uh, I remember years ago, like when the last, you know, when the GTF, like Falcon and the, and like the HSV, like the last of the last ones, dealers were marking them up by almost 50, 60%. And the people were paying. Mm. And that was just, and that's all just dealership profit at that point, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. 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 You would think. So. A good friend of the show, Julian, who's, uh, he's um, he's actually trying to get himself into a slightly bigger car. Ideally, you know, I think he started looking initially at Tucson's and stuff and X trails. And, you know, he's, uh, he's now learning the, the pains of the market because what he ended up, uh, I think he, he took, called me yesterday. 
he said there are two um, IX35s that are, you know, quite a few years old at this point, and they're both down for 20. And I said, well, you know, like, yes, you're saving the upfront cost of buying a second-hand car. You don't have to pay, you know, the 30-plus on-road that'll be the X-Trail or the Tucson. But you're also getting a, a car that's, at this point, quite inflated in price. I don't think if we were back to a normal market, an IX35 should have been worth you know, 20, I'd say it's probably inflated about what, five grand? I X35, no, I mean, it's not, it's not 20 grand anymore, but it, it, it wouldn't, it'd be more than five grand, I'd say. It's probably in the middle, in the middle there around 10, 12, 13. No, like, like it's, yeah, it's just inflated by the, the five grand of, of what you could expect the price to be. Um, so he's, he's, I'm like, look, if you can wait, if you want a second hand car, keep waiting because the market's still, you know, quite in the seller's favor as, as, uh, as, uh, GTI friend uh, learned, you know, with such a quick sale. But if you want to buy a brand new car as well, it's also, unfortunately, the market's in the salesman's favor. They they don't have stock. We were at um, our local, just the dealerships near my house, and they pretty much, all the cars that were inside the room, the display room, were basically sold. Yeah. And they're like, look, if you want a car, you can sign up now and you'll get it in you know, three, four months. And Lots yeah, there's not much negotiating. Last month, so when the, the official VFAX figures came in, you know, typically the Aussie car market's sort of 80, 90, 95,000. Last month was 100,000, which was oh, a record. 100,000 cars sold last month. Yep. In one month, 100,000 cars. 100,000 cars for, for March. Yep. Jesus. Um, which is, it was, it was not only an abnormally big month, it was a record month. You know, for, that was a record for some years normally you don't see that until june so the demand is very much there if not more so because people aren't flying anywhere but the yeah the, the stock will now really start to become an issue and there's a semiconductor issue worldwide i don't know if you read any articles on that where not only are the factories sort of slowed down a bit overseas due to the the virus over there and and here and what have you but the semiconductor production was rerouted to elsewhere and reduced and so modern cars all rely on hundreds if not thousands of semiconductors in them if you can't get that, well, hey, presto, you can't drive it off the line, you know. So it's that's becoming a, a bit of an issue too. So there's there's all these factors in this perfect storm creating a, yeah, supply and demand issue where cars are, there's more people that want them than, than more cars coming in. Like uh, my friends at BMW were saying they cannot get X5s, X6s, X7s, just like, you know, pretty pretty big sellers, particularly x five. And he, my friend I talked to the other day, he was just like, it's, it, the stock was an issue before, now it's a real, real issue. Like, just yeah. cannot get, you know, you're waiting till, waiting months and months to get in. And, he, and even those are often pre-sold because someone comes in today and wants one. Okay, you've got one on a boat or we'll spec up our car, we'll pick it up in September. Um, so even that allocation's getting sort of eaten up. Well, does that happen, like, for example, if, if, I, if I order one, I just, I say, I just what I want. And a guy comes in and says, okay, I, I'll happily take... Like, have you got any coming? Oh, we've got some, but they're already sold. What if I give you more? Do companies oh, sell? Oh, no. Once it's sold and you sign a contract, it's sold. That's your car. You know, okay. they can't they can't double sell it. Yeah. Um, but Can um, you as a customer sell it before you even pick it up? Oh, people do that all the time. Well, they used to, you know, with certain hot models. Yeah. So you could, you could, you could advertise that car in theory online. So I've got an X5, you can spec your colors and what have you, and it's arriving here and try and make a few grand on it. And when, when WRXs first came out, that was happening a lot. People were selling their spots in the line or their allocations and um, yeah, and getting more money for it. Yep. You just find someone who's desperate enough who wants it now and uh, they'll pay. 
That's hilarious. Yep, it happens. It happens. Anyway, that's anyway. probably that's probably a wrap up for your car talk, isn't it, Matty? That's a podcast, gentlemen. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Alan. Yes, sir. Um, Sunrise. Uh, Sunrise Arcade's on hiatus still. Uh, again, we, we should have, in the next two weeks, the first episode of the... <clears throat> const- or we'll call it the to-be-named podcast about uh, uh, unexplained events. And we're starting with Lizard Men. Lizard Men? Yes. It's not a Steve Irwin-style show about reptiles. No, no. This is, uh, we'll call it, um, you know, unexplained phenomenon and urban legends and, uh, you know, possible (laughs) historical... Is this like Bigfoot and the Yeti and UFOs and stuff? Yes, yes it is. And uh, other, I guess, just men in black that'll, you know, you you say you you saw something, they'll come and quiet you down, that kind of stuff. How exciting. I've got a I've got a mate that that was on a run and he saw aliens and he and he 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 yeah he's told me the story and, and they I, they I, they, I, they I, borrowed a dory off him and they never paid it back. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it sounds exciting. We'll we'll, we'll keep updated with that. Carloop.com.au. It's just been updated now. I've got they've got prices from tons of cars that have just been sold in Victoria. So if you want, if you want to know what they're paying. Check out their updated website. It's currently uh, it's it's currently looking amazing. Big changes on there. Support Riz and Carloop if you want if you want to get the best price. Check out their uh, check out their their latest. Edward, do you want to give a a, a bunting uh, a bunting plug? Of, a bunting plug for what? Uh, for 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 bunting civics. Okay, yeah. bunting if you're in the market for a clean, well maintained early '90s Honda. Let me know. I've got a couple lying around that I'm enjoying at the moment. <laughs> happy, to, happy to talk to anyone interested. Bunting's Hondas. Let's just call them Bunting's Hondas. Bunting'sHondas.com. Car Talk with Manny J. Let's see. Uh, it's Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-E. If you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all up on Shell Engine, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting app. So don't forget to subscribe and rate and review to Car Talk. Check us out. And uh, if you missed any of our previous episodes, they're all there. Give them a listen. Send us through a message on, on our Facebook page with the same name. If you um, check out some, check out our merch. We've got some merch on on our Teespring store. So just type go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store. Check it there. All the links on our Facebook page. Support the show. Support the show. Support the show that gives you all this free content. Gentlemen, it's been an honor. Alan, well done for winning a tough car. Of, uh, um, Thank you. Thank you. Well done. I'll, I'll use this win to boost me in the week. Yeah. <laughs> riding riding this high to next Tuesday. Edward, I want to drive that of that uh, M3, and I will arrange that. And I will see you guys next time. Take it easy. Catch you later. Bye.